0: All right, guys, big episode of the Nordies podcast. We wrap up Peacemaker, talk Euphoria. We finally talk Ozark season four. And at long last, Eric watches Saving Private Ryan. We start our Pirates of the Caribbean rewatch. Here we go. we go on podcast yes, i'm eric i'm here with ryan and jim how's it going guys
1: very well stupendously how are you i was duking
0: it out with the old covid 19 mm-hmm. the last few days which meant that i did lots of pod homework and <laughs> watched a lot of things so and i'm feeling want? better what yeah good i did i was a lucky one um i think my booster shot came in and put a second round knockout on it, but not too bad, feeling better, happy to be uh, back podding with you guys, and lots of things to talk about this week, but before we dive into all of those things, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram, at Nordy's Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcast from, get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free.
1: What a deal, what an absolute bargain. It is. It's a good deal. All right,
0: guys. What are you guys drinking tonight? I actually got something I'm kind of excited about. I got Lupulin's Sticky Puddles, this version of it. Um, It's their Imperial Sour Ale with strawberry, banana, blueberry, vanilla, and marshmallow flavors. I just feel like I've had so many um, oak-aged and barrel-aged lagers and stouts and everything that I needed to have something... That was a little fruity in my life, so I went to our reigning champions,
1: Lupulin. No, no, Black last year. Uh, no, they were just nominated, I think. But anyways, no, they
0: won the title in 2020.
1: Okay, the we'll New have to check the tape. And how is it? <laughs> it's really good. They crushed yeah, it. I bet it is. I'm drinking a weird beer. I'm at Black Stack, and they made something called Wild Wild West Wild West Coast IPA. And I'm thinking, all right, this is going to be that amber color. It's going to be piney and citrusy. Um, you know, very like not opaque, like transparent ish, right? Nope. This is a fucking weird sour IPA. It is opaque and hazy, uh, but it is pretty good, but it's not exactly what I thought I was signing up for. We do like black stack and they did another good beer. Sweet. I'm at uh, good friends of the pod modest for their latest release called echoes for answers. It's a new England IPA, probably a little bit more along the lines of what, uh, Jim might have been looking for. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's really good. This is a fantastic beer. This is like false pattern 2.0, if you want to call it that. Like lower ABV. Um, <clears throat> you know, I don't know. It, it it tastes very similar. I don't know if I could pick the two out of a lineup. And they were, it, this one is fantastic as well. Hell yeah, dude. I had that the I other day. day. I was at it at the you. tap room and I enjoyed it. And you were right, Eric. We saw you flash your screen up. Congrats, Lupin. Lupin. Loopy one again, I feel like, in my mind. They did. All right, guys. So let's move
0: on to a long list of news. Um, we're going to start out with some uh, MCU stuff. All right. So, first up, Ryan Reynolds has repeatedly promised that Deadpool is really not in Doctor Strange.
1: Okay. We did see that one weird on the poster. It looked like it could have been him in like a shard of glass reflection, you know? Um, I think, I think that
0: Ryan Reynolds is one of the most brilliant, like self-promoting actors of all time. Yeah. And I think he can turn himself in or not in a movie into more promotion for his unannounced movies and himself than almost anyone. So I hope he is in it. It would be great. Um, they have, they're obviously going to have mutants in this movie for the first time. And Deadpool is one of those properties that could find its way into the mcu for the first time so i'm hoping that that is something that
1: we do get i think it's more likely now that he's talking about it it's kind of going to be this andrew garfield toby mcguire thing again where they're interviewed and they have to keep saying no but i feel like ryan reynolds will just play it up even better than those guys did
0: all right uh james gunn is staying extremely busy on his schedule right now he has guardians of the galaxy volume three which will be the last guardians movie Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, which I don't even know what that is. A show called I Am Groot, Peacemaker Season Two, a Suicide Squad spinoff show, and Coyote vs. Acme, starring John Cena.
1: That's all just announced, confirmed. That's crazy. Yeah,
0: just he just has all of those projects now. He is just what company is that? Warner Brothers.
1: Um. Right. Yeah, I mean for which part? For Uh, yes. He's working with yeah, at least I think you mentioned at least three studios in there. Oh I did? Oh. So there's plenty of between Marvel and Marvel and DC.
0: He's running Marvel and D C stuff. Yeah. I I love it. I can't get enough, man. I think that um James John when he's not doing dis tasteful tweets about Kid P kidding, I thought that was funny
1: um just kidding i retweeted it 12 years ago i loved it (laughs) nobody canceled me for the retweet though
0: (laughs) but um literally i think that he has taken things that i do not care about and and made them into really must watch things guardians of the galaxy with the wrong director would have been such a bust
1: oh my Um, god i know
0: suicide squad without him was horrible and now i thought it was great and i want more Peacemaker was such a stupid show and it was one of the best times I've had watching a show in a long time. Um, so fair. I think more James Gunn. I need I need more James Gunn in my life. Love it.
1: It'll be interesting. More. We're getting a lot. It'll be interesting uh, speculation on what the other Suicide Squad spinoff show is going to be. Like what character. I, don't I think say we talked about it a little bit. We all thought it was going to be Rat Catcher 2. I think that yeah. was the most yeah. obvious, right? But it could be. I mean, they can do a couple other ones.
0: Yeah. Um, well, speaking of Peacemaker, guys, it's been renewed for season two, and its finale was the best single-day HBO Max release ever. It's the third most in-demand show of the year so far as well.
1: Insane. This was, a
0: huge, this was a huge hit. We'll talk about Peacemaker a little bit in our Hot Rex and Not Rex, um, but it's back for season two, obviously. And spoiler alert, it's a hot wreck.
1: And yeah. um, James Gunn tweeted, that the viewership was up forty four percent from the premiere to the finale. Wow! Like that's how much that's how much more popular it got over the course of you know. And that's I don't know. There there's an argument to be made there that the weekly weekly releases allow you know a little bit of breathing room um, for things to kind of gain steam and and mm-hmm. you know get the word of mouth going, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So that's how
0: I prefer um, things I
1: think- are released. I like a two or three episode start. So you can really get into something and then you're excited for the next week and then just do one a week. That's I love it. I have no control. If I like it, I'm going to watch it all in one day and then forget about everything I watched. And if I don't like it, I won't like, it's all right there. Like Ozark, if they had released that weekly, I might still be watching it, but it's all sitting there for me and it's too intimidating. And I know it's all a big pile of blue depressants and I just can't do it. So it, it is, it does feel a little bit like drinking from the fire hose, right? When you have something, um, <clears throat> that's a property that you really like and you expect great things of it to be like, Oh my God, that's eight hours, eight hours plus that I got to try and consume. It just feels too daunting. Yeah. I think the best feeling with a show is when I'm waiting for it to come up. Yeah. And like,
0: that's really rare. And I felt that way about, I wanted to feel that way about book of Boba, but I like the first yeah. like two weeks I did. And then I was like, maybe I don't really feel that good about it. But I was excited every week for Peacemaker to come out. Like I was like waiting for the episodes and like, it would be early in the week and I'd be like, Oh, is it, is it out yet? I forgot. When, what day does it come out? Like I was so worried about what day it was coming out and that's a good feeling. And like, there just aren't enough of those shows at this time. Like shows are just so dumped in your lap that I don't really have a lot of shows that I'm like waiting on.
1: I don't know if it's the shows per se, but maybe the networks that are streaming them or showing them saying We're going to give you all of it, you know, whereas like Disney Plus and HBO Max are like, nope, we're sticking with this, this Mm -hmm. formula. We like it. It's working for our shows. We're going to keep it going.
0: I mean, like in our group chat every week, we have guys in our group chat that watch episodes of shows at like 630 in the morning, the day they come (laughs) up. Like (laughs) when there are shows that are, are weekly things, like it is exciting. And like it does get kind of stressful, like being on social media, like if a big event happened and the show's already dropped. So I know I I can't think it's the right, right.
1: right Yeah, that's James. James's biggest pet peeve. As little as I liked oh, Boba, sure. I still watched it like at, the morning of on Wednesday every time, and I just hated myself for it.
0: But were you excited <laughs> when, when it turned into Mando 2.5?
1: Oh, dude, that episode I just watched <laughs> with a huge smile on my face the whole time. It was fucking gold. Worth all the pain. It was gold. <laughs> it was. It was. All right. Um, we're, we're going to talk about some uh,
0: some networks that aren't good at be making you wait for weekly episodes. Um, that is Netflix, mostly. They talked a lot about Stranger Things this week. It's going to come to an end with Season 5. Uh, and Season 4 is going to be split into two different parts. The first part dropping May 27th. The second dropping July 1st. And the best thing about this is is that we've waited a really long time for this. But it's going to be twice as long as season three. Okay. So a lot more content between the two parts than season three.
1: Yeah. Acting I mean, I'm almost excited. Like I, I it's going to look great. Is, it's going to be a very top tier show. I mean, I maybe you don't love every story decision, but you know, it's going to be quality stuff. I, I hope it's really good and captivating.
0: I, I think mean, that looking at spreading them is time at this point. It's been so long. And that's yeah. why people are kind of doubting it. But everything it that hits. they've put out, everything they've done has been really good. The show is going to be really
1: Avatar 2. As soon as it drops, everybody's going to be painting their faces blue and hitting the theaters three, four times each. IMAX, got to watch an IMAX. Same deal, I promise. <laughs> I will also say that they they probably had to do a lot of filming for not only this current season, but the vinyl the season because the kids are getting, I mean, they're going to be of legal drinking age. Pretty soon, like some, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, like so, that, they're not going to be like right. They're well, and and they're not going to look like high school kids anymore. You know, if they're if they're going for that, so they yeah, probably had like to film like, you know,
0: like Euphoria kid.
1: Those guys are twenty five, dude. The crossover <laughs> that we need, Yep. The crossover oh. <laughs> that like, we can really <laughs> use some fentanyl in uh, Stranger Things. That's the real enemy, especially in <laughs> in Illinois, <or> where <laughs> small All town right. Indiana definitely a problem. Um
0: spin-off could be coming for stranger things as well.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Probably not the a Hopper spin Spinoff, but they maybe created. like a, an 11 spin-off. They love Millie Bobby Brown on Netflix, that's for sure. They're making a Sherlock what is it? Enola Holmes 2. First one was trash, they don't care.
0: They know that like every young girl and most young guys on earth love her. Mm-hmm. So, it's just can't miss. Yeah. All right. Um we get a couple other premieres coming. Halo is coming out in Mar- on March 24th. Season 2 has already been greenlit. lit. Um, this is going to be on what? Paramount Plus?
1: Yes. Yep.
0: I have Paramount Plus. I can't wait to watch this. I grew up with Halo. <laughs> it's probably going to be awful. It's going to be like a worse, crappier version of The Mandalorian. Because literally Master Chief and Mando are the same fucking character. Um, I can't wait. I'm hoping we get the Flood. You guys remember the Flood? Oh yeah. Very cool. I that's what I really want. Like this almost like I don't know, like a virus.
1: I bet the season one will end with a tease for the flood. And yeah. that'll be season two because they're gonna have so much world building with the covenant and the rings and all that shit to cover. I just think that the the arbiters are gonna look real cheesy. Yeah. They're gonna I look real bad. With the mandibles, just- the jaw, you know.
0: I don't have any recollection of what the fuck the Halo ring even is.
1: Oh, dude. Who cares? I don't either. I played the games, and <laughs> the story was probably really dumb. But it was a vibe. I had no catch idea. A vibe.
0: Was, it a, was it a good thing? Was it, it a was bad thing? It's like an ancient or weapon or
1: something that was also a world or something. I mean, who cares? I mean, I Question. think at a certain point, too, you're just spamming the X button trying to get to like get through the cutscene. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> let's keep going. Let's get, Okay, Cortana, move along.
0: The the end of the one episode where, or the end of the one game, I don't know if it was one or two, where you were on the ring and it was like blowing up and you were driving the truck.
1: Oh, that was great.
0: And everything was blowing up everywhere and you were just like driving and jumping over things. It was awesome. So I can't wait. I think this show is going to be trash and I still (laughs) can't wait.
1: Oh, we're all going to watch it. It's yeah, we're, 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 this, this show is made for us. So we're going to watch it.
0: All right. Um, we also got uh, some news that John Williams is going to be composing the Star Wars theme for Obi-Wan Kenobi. How excited are you?
1: On a scale out of 10, 10. Yeah. This is big. I mean, is this if this already wasn't going to be the greatest show of all time, now I mean for sure it will. Uh, this puts it right over the edge. <laughs> and um, John, John, he came John out of Williams retirement for this. <laughs> John Williams is is a fucking God. He's God tier. Um, I'm sure it's going to be awesome. And I'm just, I cannot wait for that first day that the episode drops. I may wake up in the middle of the night to watch it and um, just hit and play. And hearing that John Williams score right off the bat is going to be send some chills, baby. Can't wait. And then just the two, the 2 massive a. from then on out. The, the 2 a.m. Uh, stream watch is the new midnight release. It could you be. You know, midnight movie. It could be for me for this one. That would be the first time I've done it if I do. I don't think it
0: comes out at midnight
1: here. No, I think like it comes two. out like
0: midnight on the West Coast.
1: No, yeah, I said, that's that's why I said 2 o'clock. Oh. I said 2 a.m. And I said it's the new midnight because I figured in California, well, I guess maybe do they got to take Hawaii into account? I don't know how Fuck this Fuck Hawaii. This no works. way. We're not waiting for <laughs> Hawaii. <laughs> Hawaii sucks. <laughs> all right.
0: Well, more more shows dropping for us. Most of them coming from FX. We got news that Atlanta will end with season four and we know season three is coming out in late 2022. Does that do anything for you guys?
1: I think it's good. I mean, I, you don't need to keep these shows going forever. If uh, that crew wants to make a different show, I highly encourage that because it's awesome. But I think the days of like, you you just want to try to get to as many seasons as you can. Let's make this lost. Just keep it going. Uh, don't need an end game in sight. People get pissed about that for four seasons is great. That's a great amount. Well, speaking of shows on FX that are
0: getting new seasons or, or that don't need to go on forever. Uh, Fargo renewed for season five. Do we need this?
1: Hell yeah, dude. Give them another try.
0: <laughs> Definitely. Even diminished even four?
1: From like season one, which was, was good. Season two, one of my all time favorite seasons of, of television, maybe my favorite season three is stepped down season four. I didn't finish. So line me up for season five. Can't wait. I hope it's. I hope it's back in Minnesota. They keep doing these Kansas City ones, and it's really boring. What was your favorite one? Two season two, season two is perfect. Perfect yeah. season.
0: All right. Well, also on FX, getting another season. One of our favorite shows. One of our hottest wrecks. Dave gets season three.
1: Can't wait. Love it. Great. I mean, show. Maybe one of the most one of the most obvious renewals. One of the most obvious renewals for a third season that we've ever come across outside of, like, Game of Thrones. And it still gets no love. It still gets no pub on, you know, awards. And you know what? That's fine. Let everybody sleep on this show. It's a fucking gem. Yeah, it really is. Couldn't agree more. All right. uh, Barry, season three. It's right around the corner,
0: April 24th. How excited are you guys for Barry finally coming back?
1: I mean, on a scale of one to ten? Ten. I love this show. I know... I know you guys. You guys probably are a little bit cooler on it than I am, um, but but you still like it. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Barry is Barry speaks to me, in, a, in it's one of my love languages. I don't know. I don't. I just. I, I this show does everything for me. I love it. I can't wait. Yeah, I really like it too. I I guess I'm like an eight point five out of ten excited. If we're now ranking our excitements, which I'm cool with. Um, Ryan, this was your shit though, man. You got us going on this one. This is one of your first shows that you brought to the pod. Is like. Everybody should be watching this, and we're like, well, when we get to it, its I mean, it's a good wreck. Is it another climbing dock? Mm, no. <laughs> well, <laughs> I wasn't into climbing docks then. No, things have changed. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, you brought this to the pod, and I'm grateful because it's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant show. Love, Bill Hader.
0: All right. Former uh, must-protect-at-all-costs uh, list-goer who's since been kicked off,
1: Dave oh. Chappelle.
0: To produce four more specials for Netflix.
1: Netflix, double jumping in with Spotify. We love our controversial news head, you know, headliners. Anybody that gets Dude. some attention, they just love apparently, because yeah, they gave Dave Chappelle another multiple million dollar contract just to like find comics that are probably maybe even more controversial than he is, I'm guessing, is how it's gonna go. Um, and and give them feature hour long specials. So he's he's gonna, producing. Be
0: like, he's gonna be like, All right, this is your tryout. Give me your best 10 minutes of anti-trans humor that you have. So <laughs> yeah. pretty much his whole fucking shtick at this point. He's like, um, it doesn't
1: have to be funny. It just has to be mean. Can it be just yeah. mean? Good. Love it. Best.
0: And he freaking, you see him with his threats at his city hall.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. He doesn't like that they're doing like affordable housing in his town and shit. He's fully got too much money.
0: What happened to this guy? A yeah. man of the people, no more. I don't like I this know. guy. I know. All right, uh, guys, we're all excited about a couple of things coming out, but I don't think it's Bioshock, a Bioshock movie coming to Netflix, right?
1: Uh, no. But, Ryan, didn't you tell me you loved this game or one of these games? Yes. Like, the Bioshock series is one of my favorite ever. Okay. Um, but I have no desire to see it in movie form. It would be so complicated. I tried to play the game, and it was too scary and stressful, man. I had to quit. I was like, I kept dying, and then I like was like, oh no, did I miss some power ups? Why is this so hard right now? And then I quit. It's tough, yeah. It was like it was made for like the Nintendo Power magazine, you know, where the like uh, you need to call in to get some tips on how to Jesus. beat this boss. Um, but like Bioshock Infinite is one of my favorite video games of all time, and that's like it's ahead of like NBA Jam, um, Simpsons Game, Ninja Turtles Two. It's ahead of all those because it's that good. All right. Um, yeah, this is going to be bad, though, unfortunately. But gonna they're going to make terrible. a movie out of it. It's been a long time coming. Maybe it'll be kind of fun, but it's just not going to have enough budget or good talent behind it. All right.
0: Uh, well, we were, are excited about this. New Star Trek movie is official. It's coming out December 2023. We just did our rewatch. If you like Star Trek, go back and check out our rewatch from weeks ago. Um, but this is great news. What a What a cool movie series this
1: is. We get to complete our rewatch December of next year, and uh, the whole cast is back, like everybody. Quinto, and, and Pine, and Urban, and uh, yeah, Saldana. Peg, and Saldana. Dude, by the way, spoiler alert for later for our Pirates of the Caribbean, is Zoe Saldana in all of our rewatches, or just me? Is Apparently. It, she's got to be the most recurring actress or actor. We got to do Avatar next, just to keep the, the thread going. We may have to. She's got to be the most bankable actress of all time. All right, uh, I digress. Go ahead. All
0: right. Also coming in
1: 2023, something we didn't
0: know we needed, and we probably don't: a new Transformers trilogy.
1: Boo! Don't need it. Don't care. I like that Bumblebee uh, with Hallie Steinfeld. Did you guys watch that one? No, that was fantastic. I
0: watch any of these? Oh, I saw the. First Ryan one said he liked was it.
1: All so stupid. Oh, bu- no! This Bumblebee, one was different. Bumblebee was way better. Way better. It's like a movie in like the 80s or 70s or something, and it's way smaller scale, like smaller story. It's pretty good. Like, I liked it a lot. And Haley Steinfeld, as we know from Hawkeye, carried that entire series, and she carries the move. She's very yeah. good. She's a star. But, I Finally don't know, guys, we she... got the
0: Hustle trailer. Yeah. Hustle. Adam Sandler's new movie is a basketball movie. It's coming out on Netflix June 10th. Um, finally got the trailer for it. It's got our local guy, Ant Edwards in it, which we're all excited about. Um, do you think this is going to be a, uh, a hit or a miss for Adam Sandler on his massive Netflix contract?
1: I think it's going to be a hit. I think it's going to be good. I think it's, you know, it's not safety brothers. It's not like got necessarily this big pedigree of like, this is going to be an amazing art film, but it's definitely trying to be, you know, what are some of those like basketball diaries? You know what I mean? Like he got game. Um, kind of trying to be like a classic, oh. real gritty basketball movie. So they like the main guy in it that's not Adam Sandler is Juancho Hernan Gomez, who I'm guessing is going to play a better basketball player than he is in real life, which is tough to act. I know he's just <laughs> still a basketball player, but he's got to pretend he's more relevant than he is. But he was a Timberwolf when he signed on this movie and did a lot of filming here. And I think that's probably why Ant was in it, because Juancho was on the team. At the time. So, um, dude, I'm, like, really excited for this movie. I mean, Adam Sandler you has proven. He is like He can be a real actor. I bet you 10 bucks I like this movie more than I like Uncut Jams. You mean Uncut Jams? Yeah. Do right, you guys get Uncut the internet reference? <laughs> um, also, it will be way less stressful. Um, Please. is way less stressful. Oh. Um, but I also like the fact that Adam Sandler is, like, Doing these different types of movies, like getting NBA players involved. Like, this is awesome. I know he loves basketball. So, why not bridge the gap with both of them? And Netflix is throwing him like a billion dollars. Sure. Just do whatever you want. It looks great. His little speech about talking about, you know, you got to love this game and you got to, you know, go out there. And even if you think you're not quite as good, you have to love it more than life itself. And that, like, that shit was awesome. That was Mm -hmm. a great speech. It was a great, like, sports speech. Dude, he's like this is him definitely trying something more than like, hey, let's get all my buddies together and make Grown Ups 5 where literally no yeah. one cares if the movie's good or bad because we all get paid the same and we're just trying to have fun. And those movies are so unwatchable. Or he's like I like want to do a movie with I want to do a movie with Kate Upton and Brooklyn Decker and Jennifer <laughs> Aniston in Hawaii. <laughs> right. done. Like, How many beach scenes are, is there are you writing for this, Adam? Like, uh, do you have a script, uh Mr. Sandler? Oh, no, I don't have a script. I just yes. told you. Kate Upton, Brooklyn Decker, <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. I think we're good here, right? Yeah, I guess so, Adam. So Mr. Sandler. He's supposed to be an amazing
0: basketball player, too. Have you ever seen his highlight reel? Yeah, he's good. it's, it's good.
1: He wears he's, the big shorts.
0: He has no that. athleticism, but it doesn't matter. He's like He's like end-of-career Peyton Manning out there.
1: He stopped <laughs> with baby. Nine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm guys. It's time,
0: it's time to move on to Hot Rex and Not Rex. Uh, let's start out with Ozark since we haven't talked about it yet. Okay. Okay. Season 4 Ozark. Um, we have spent a lot of time on this podcast being excited about Ozark and talking about, I think, one year it one our
1: Nordy for our best show. It's, it's like possible. It, it's You're- possible. It's possible. Early on, I mean, I think season two, people were like, this could be Breaking Bad level, you know?
0: I, for whatever reason, have watched every season of the show. And I think season three was like so over the top stressful and like such a downer that when season four, which I had said to people, I was excited for it to come out, came out, I didn't even consider watching it. And I kept thinking, I'll watch it, I'll watch it, I'll watch it, I'll watch it, I'll watch it at some point. So I kept saying to myself, but I was obviously putting it off. So I get COVID, and I'm like, all right, I have no fucking excuse. Yeah. I better watch it. I watched six episodes in one night, and I finished it the next morning. Damn. Um, I really liked it. I do. I think that Bateman is fantastic. I think other than the unbearable kids, the acting in the show is really good. And I think that this is just part one of season four. Um, I believe season five is last season
1: Yeah, as well. So it's coming up on the end.
0: Big things happen. No, this
1: is the last season. Is it? When this? they drop the second half of it, it's over. Yeah. Okay. Pretty sure.
0: Yeah. Okay, so we'll get like seven more episodes. So one mm-hmm. prolonged final season. I really want to know what happens. They have lots of big events happen. Um, big characters die, or you think they do, all the time. The stakes are really high. Um, somehow the birds are living this insanely unbelievable life. But it doesn't feel unbelievable when I'm watching. So I really liked it. I did... I thought it was a substantially, you know, sized upgrade over season three, which I thought was just too in the mud and too stressful for me. So I would Mm -hmm. wreck uh, season four Ozark. I think stay on board if you, if you're wavering like you are, Jim, I think you probably should still watch this. It was, it was good. I think I'm
1: like halfway through episode four, so I can just kind of
0: jump back in. Of seven. And I get it. Like the show is really stressful. And like,
1: I I just... I just tune out a little bit. Sometimes it feels very samey, but you know, I know what's happening. It's not that hard to follow. So I'm good. I like that. The only thing I got bored with and it was kind of a deal breaker for me is like, okay, which person did Dale set up for success is going to screw it up this time. You know what I mean? Like, like Mm -hmm. the same person it's, I've, I've compared it to shameless in that regard of, of like, there's this one person that they've been set up for success and they've got some things going for them. And you just at a certain point, you know, they're going to like do the wrong thing and Mm -hmm. go in a different direction. And that gets like old and tiring and annoying. Just like vengeful, stupid humans, like messing up Marty's like
0: perfect plans. Mm -hmm. It's like Marty spends all four seasons just like calmly navigating the most stressful situation ever. And then some fucking idiot just messes Mm -hmm. it up. How does he stay time. so
1: calm? He'll be like, well, I understand you're trying to kill my whole family, but I think we can come to some kind of, <laughs> like, what? Dude. Why are you so calm?
0: The thing that I hate the most is the kids, especially the son. I hate the son so much. He's like, so, I so just unlikable. Can... Wait,
1: which son? Are you talking about the white trash son or Marty's son?
0: Marty's. I like the white trash son. son.
1: They're all annoying. Marty's son
0: is just unbearable. Like he's just such a douche.
1: All right, Dude, Julia so, Garner is a star, though. Let's just say that before we move on, she's awesome. Julia Garner. She's like the white trash. Like I don't know shit about fuck. Ruth. Oh, Darlene. Yeah, she's Ruth. great. No, Ruth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Ruth. Who's Oh, Darlene. The, the bl- yeah. young blonde Ruth. curly yeah. hair.
0: Yeah, she's great. Yeah. She's great. All right, uh, guys. Also, uh, we talked about it earlier. Peacemaker uh, finale. It was huge. One of the big events on HBO Max history um how do you guys think season one of peacemaker went did it exceed your expectations
1: yeah i think it did i think it met them i had high expectations for the show like i knew it was gonna be pretty good um kind of lagged a couple times in the middle and then just finished super strong so i love it i think it's like a nine out of ten season hot right i mean oh i'm in the same boat with jimbo like there was definitely a part in the middle where you're like okay a little eye rolly and and some of this stuff is just too elongated, but Mm -hmm. like the first three episodes and the last three episodes, like most of that was fantastic, like really good television. And I think the finale was an absolute home run, like without a doubt, Mm -hmm. it was ridiculous and awesome and insane and totally believable all at the same time. Right. Yeah. It was character driven, right? Like the characters that you've learned to know do the things that you might expect that character to do. So then you can like just buy in. I thought
0: like the brilliance of the show was that it was so inappropriate and funny and violent that like you were kind of like it's a cartoony joke, you know, show. But like then the moments of like love and friendship and like you know the deeper moments of the show felt so much more impactful. And I think that James Gunn and John Cena just navigated it so beautifully that I really like the show. I think people should watch it. And I think if people watch it and they don't like like the first episode or two, you should probably still stay with it. Because mm-hmm. as the team kind of comes together and you get to know all of them and they all start to care for each other, the show is
1: really fun. And get you someone that looks at you the way Peacemaker looks at Eagly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you sleeper hit. He looked great. Like, it looked like there was a perfectly trained bald eagle on set at all times. And I think that there was some eagle, but there had to be some CG. I couldn't tell the difference. It looked amazing.
0: It's kind of like, I, I like just this part when he was like, go put the helmet on top of the barn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like,
0: There's <laughs> no way. He doesn't understand you. And then he takes the helmet and he's like, yes, go eagly. And then he just. Turns and drops. Makes a
1: hard right turn. Yeah, into the woods. Drops in the woods somewhere. <laughs> like I told you, you couldn't understand you. Oh god, really good all stuff. Right, guys.
0: Also, I finally started Euphoria.
1: That's huge. After all this
0: time, I finally started Euphoria. I watched all of season one, which is a lot. It's eight hours worth of television. Cool. And I started season two now, and not, not
1: only just just from a volume standpoint, it is is it a lot, but like just from like a I have to take all of this stuff in is a lot.
0: It's a hard to watch show. It's hard to watch. It's not always fun. It's not even fun that that often, Um, but it is a really good show. And I think that the the directing of it, the filming, like the actual film that they use, which they had to have like a company, like make film that they wasn't even made anymore for how they wanted it to look, um, was really incredible. It's so beautiful visually and yeah i mean it was i i so far i I love it and i i'm through nine episodes i have seven more to go and i don't know if i could be any happier i think it's been just fantastic so um yeah always euphoria you guys said it was the title belt holder and i don't think i can argue with it
1: perfect all right we'll wait for jim to come back what did he go he just froze and then his connection died How are we going to know if the tracks work? Uh, I'll go ahead and stop this and then we'll start three more. So I'll just line them all up. Okay. Was that intense to binge? Because I feel like it's probably good to put about seven days between episodes. It's a heavy show, but I felt the pressure. (laughs) I felt the
0: pressure from you guys and, and uh, I needed to get into season two at least. So my goal was to get done with season one. Um, And yeah, I mean, like there's some really dark, tough moments, And there's some really, like, evil stuff that happens in the show. Um, But I I just think it's so well done, so well acted. And it's like whenever I ask people why it was really good, no one could really give me any reasons. And I feel like when I'm trying to explain why it's a great show, I have a hard time, too. I don't think anyone really knows. It's, like, so gritty and real and, like, so, like, honest that I think that everybody can find a character or a story to connect with and I don't know it's amazing I yeah, can't wait Where me to see me, it goes.
1: Is, me and cat are the same person essentially <laughs> <laughs> you had your streaming for a while and you got to start with friends and family that's the thing if you want to build any business so it's kind of awkward right away but yeah you powered through no <clears throat> I think Eric's right it's it's kind of an amalgam of all of the things right it is a hard watch but it feels real the acting in the, uh, is pretty good. Um, some characters better than others, but the story um, stays pretty consistent, and it's just shot perfectly. Like the, mm-hmm. the story itself is told very well. Whether or not you find yourself gravitating to that type of story, it's still told really well. I think this. I think it could be boring. It could be without like a director that really wants to take it and do you know crazy lights and interesting shots and interesting voiceovers and like, you know, fast cuts and all that stuff to keep you really engaged with the story and the characters. It could be, I mean, in a different director's hands, the show would have gone away and just been too boring.
0: I think it's like brave. And I think that like the directing is so amazing. Like I heard the director talking about the difference between season one and two and how they changed the film that they used even Mm. and that they wanted it to look different, but feel the same. And that they said that when they were making season one, they wanted it to feel like you were at a party at two AM. At a high school party at two AM is was okay. their goal for season one. And they said that for season two, they wanted it to feel like you were at a high school party at five AM and you knew <laughs> it was too, you knew it was too late and that things had run its course.
1: Well I was like, dude, this nice. is so creative. It's I love so it. So thoughtful, dude. It's just yeah, it's very intentional. Well, I, I really enjoy yeah. it. I'm so glad you you're you're getting caught up, man. And Eric, as you get into season two, I think you'll uh, that will make a lot more sense.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I can't wait. All right, Ryan, you watched Torn because, of course, you did.
1: <laughs> because why don't you tell us what that is, Ryan? <laughs> is there a climbing documentary out there? Um, that you haven't seen? Yes, I watched it. <clears throat> okay, so this one is not so much about climbing, more about, like, the familial aspect of it. Um, <clears throat> there is this famous climber named Alex Lowe. Who um, gained notoriety when climbing wasn't cool, and eventually got like a North Face sponsor. Um, he had a wife and three boys, and was killed in an avalanche on Everest, um, doing um, you know one of many expeditions he was slated to do. Um, one of his climbing partners, Conrad Anker, who's a very famous climber. Um, he's he's been the lead climber for the North Face for twenty years or something like that. Um, He's in a bunch of other climbing documentaries, um, most famously Meru or Meru, however you say it, uh, with Jimmy Chin, which is a okay. really great uh, climbing documentary as well. Anyway, uh, Conrad um, and Alex's wife um, Jennifer uh, fall in love, and you know they were just kind of talking over you know the tragedy and whatever, and they ended up adopting or he ended up adopting the three boys um, as his own kids. And they don't refer to Alex who died um, in the climbing accident as dad. They call him Alex in the documentary because they really only knowed Conrad uh, as their dad. And this is shot by the oldest son, um, Sam. Um, This is like, he's the director of this. So it was like really like poignant. And like I said, less about climbing. Uh, Eventually they went to find you know the bodies of uh, their dad and and his videographer that that were uh, trapped in the avalanche, um, and that's kind of you know the the climax of the story um, in a good way. Like it was it was meant to be positive of like you know wow. closing the closing the door on that. So this was a really good film. This is on Disney Plus. It's part of their like Nat Geo um, uh, stuff. So this was really entertaining. I think it was. I think it's really great. There's not one that you. I mean the funny. You dropped. You name dropped another one you haven't even talked about on the pod. I'm impressed. You've seen them all. I've seen them all. And then I usually end up watching them after you wreck them. So it's not like I'm. Yeah, you them. love I always them. always Yeah, you, like you love everyone that I've recommended. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you.
0: All right, uh, Jim. You watched Sing too. I know you're really excited about this one.
1: Hey, we're going to give a free promo to a realtor. Are you ready? John Severson Realty. Look him up. If you need his number, hit me up. He uh, he was my realtor and he continues to be. And he hit up the family and said, hey, do you guys want four free tickets? We're doing a promo thing for past customers. So we brought the family to Sing 2. By the way, I like Sing 1 and I liked Sing 2. And if you have kids, then you're going to like it as well. It's just like all, it's just mostly music. It's just like covers by famous Artists and then they fit them into the story. It's a wreck, baby. You must, you must have had to. You must have had to purchase at a certain threshold in order to get the tickets. Because uh I did a, a sell and a buy with John Severson. Uh, I guarantee and, he uh, invited you and you didn't respond. Guarantee. Where? And he also no, gave no. me thirty dollars in concessions, dude. We ate like fucking kings, baby. Ooh, candies, popcorn, this slushies. This is. Well, well, 30 bucks is like a popcorn and a soda, and then anything <laughs> else you spent was yours. Yeah. It was a, it was a magical night. Uh, thanks, John Severson Realty. Pow. All right, guys. Here it is. The moment
0: that you've all been waiting for. It's taken us only 500 and whatever episodes for me to finally watch Saving Private Ryan. This Woo-hoo! is something that you guys have been harassing me about for years, and this is something that everybody watched like... 25 years ago and I didn't and so I finally watched it and I I've I think been I think it
1: came out in yeah 1999 maybe was before when it that. came out something like that yeah so guys it's
0: been a long time coming uh the last time you guys forced me to watch a movie what do you think it was
1: um oh I what know what did you uh f- uh what was it not too gladiator so. it was gladiator Glad- Glad- yeah, yeah. yeah 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 and you loved, that. That. loved it you loved it
0: Yeah, you're totally right. So I've been thinking about this all week, about you guys, your suggestions, Saving Private Ryan, and I have to be honest with you guys that I don't know if I've ever watched a more pretentious piece of shit than this movie.
1: Shut (laughs) the fuck up.
0: I'm not kidding you. This movie stinks. It was so terrible. Two hours and 47 minutes of absolute war porn. That's what this was, Oh it was yeah, for more sure. porn. it the opening scene that everyone goes nuts about was the worst scene I've ever seen in a movie. It goes on Why? for about 27 minutes of this stupid scene that is the storming of Normandy, and it's not even like I wasn't even into the story. It was literally just how many horribly disgusting ways can you watch people
1: die? Now, I mean, we, now I mean, to be fair, we warned you, we yep. did tell you. That this was like the thing that started how war movies were shot, where it was like, we're going to be as gratuitous and realistic as possible. Mm-hmm. For
0: instance, at one point, a guy gets blown up, and then his stump
1: leg is up in the air,
0: shooting blood into the air. Yeah. Um, insane amounts of blood. At a one lot of point, guts just piling back in. Grab, grab them
1: guts. Grab the guts. Push them back in. Yeah. Shoveling guts. Yeah. Shoveling point, guts.
0: The medical staff is running out trying to push people's guts back into their body while they're in the middle of a field that's just getting shot at by guns. I was like, dude, these people wouldn't even be that stupid. They'd be like, that guy's lost. Like, I can see his intestines. Like, this shit is over for him. Um, at one point there, you're like, hey, make the call. Hey, hey, buddy, make the call. And then they look over and he has no face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this this was way too much. The whole scene happens. It goes on and on and on and on. Everything's blowing up. There's blood everywhere. They're just like brutally killing people. There's no story. We're a half hour into the movie. And then they were like, wow, that was crazy. And then it goes to like, we need to save this private Ryan. I thought his first name was Ryan for the longest fucking time. And then they're like, we need to go on a mission with a bunch of a ragtag bunch that you won't really care about. And then all that happens is, is for the rest of the movie, they just take turns um, going into a dangerous situation. I would It was almost war horror at this time, as mm-hmm. they go into a stressful, dangerous situation, and then one of them dies a horrible death. And then they beg for their mom at the end of their horrible death while all of the guys are like trying to hold blood in their body with their hands. And then it's just disgusting. They go one by one, just all dying the same death pretty much. And then they find fucking Private Ryan. And I was like, oh shit, it's Matt, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon, yo. <laughs> and I also don't know if I've ever seen Matt Damon do a worse job acting. Because Matt Damon's big moment talking to fucking Tom Hanks, which I don't even know their names because I didn't, I don't know. I didn't care enough to know their names.
1: Private Ryan. They had this
0: scene trying to humanize Private Ryan. And Private Ryan goes on and on and on and on about how he'll never forget his brothers because this one time his brother was trying to hook up with the fattest girl in town. And then he said, hey, man, don't do that. You're just a young man. And then he got so mad and she got so scared. She ran and she hit her head on the wall. And then he came after his brother with an ax. And, ah! and I was like,
1: what the fuck? <laughs> what? I don't remember this part
0: right now. So it's right. when
1: it's when uh, the captain and private Ryan were sitting right before like the final battle and he knows his brothers are dead and he's trying to remember fond stories of them right before this massive attack happened. So it's just like a little bit of levity. And I don't think like Eric, I think is doing a poor job of describing like what the horrors of war do to somebody that they think something like that is then funny. Um, again, this is they're nineteen forty four, so and things are a little bit different. Nineteen years old, essentially, yeah, so probably, you know. So yeah,
0: the last scene was kind of cool. Okay, it was kind of cool. If I have to give the movie any credit, the only time I was really feeling into it was in this final scene, how they had set this plan up, and the plan was kind of cool and like, but then they all just die gruesome deaths. And then the only person who survives is Private Ryan. It Welcome was, to World War II. It was so irresponsible that they sent eight dudes to try to save this one guy. And then he was like, nah, fuck it. I'm staying anyways. I don't know. I thought this movie was terrible. Um, I asked other people. Wait wait, they, wait, wait, wait. Hold
1: on, hold on, hold on. Did you think it was terrible because of the gruesomeness of it? Like, is that the major? Is that the largest crux of your I don't like this movie?
0: I felt the same way about this movie is when I rewatched boondock saints and i was like oh. oh this was good when i was like 15 but it's not anymore i think that this movie is just too old and i think that like if you've watched it recently it probably wouldn't feel the same
1: it, it came just, out almost uh, i think it was the year after gladiator or the year before one of the two.
0: Oh, like i just didn't care so about any gladiator i assume
1: you liked more
0: Oh, significantly more. So where do you like, rank I, this I amongst think,
1: war movies? I mean, obviously now I know, like, 1917 is better and Dunkirk is better for you.
0: Oh, those are, like, those Those were pretty much, like, what if we made Saving Private Ryan, but, like, instead of just having, like, meat that we bought at the supermarket spilling out of kids and, like, blood everywhere, we're just going to, like, make a movie that, like, is actually good. So, I thought it's,
1: <laughs> okay, fair, fair, fair enough. <laughs> But again, what they were trying to do was depict (laughs) – they were trying to depict realistically what it was like. And maybe that's uncomfortable for you, but that doesn't make it bad. (laughs) I was – I don't know if I
0: was ever interested. Like Vin Diesel's character, in just a nonsensical move, they were like in the middle of like a fucking city with like – they were like – they hadn't even cleared the city yet. They knew there were people everywhere. And then they were like, "Oh, there's a family. Go grab their kid." And then he goes to grab the kid. And no, like, nobody. Nobody said
1: that. He did that on his own, and that's the and problem. He
0: gets, pow, shot, and then he just dies. Oh my
1: gosh! I just He had me at first Diesel, of all. I he didn't. He was in it. He didn't honest. just die. He was talking to the whole team while they were trying to figure out where the sniper was. I I would. Were give you? This I movie. don't. You think you were paying attention? I think you were just you checked out after the initial twenty minutes. Yeah. I think he watched the rest of it with with his eyes almost closed with his hands over.
0: I even called my brother. I stopped the movie halfway and recapped what had happened with my brother. Talked to him. I was like, dude, so far it's not good. He was (laughs) like, he was like, I, he said, when I was, when it first came out and I was like pretty young and like I watched it when I was in high school, it was my favorite movie that I've ever seen. And he was like, I was so blown away by this movie. It was so huge and so cool. And like, I just loved it. And he's like, I watched it recently and I didn't really like it. And he's like, mm-hmm. I think it's just kind of old.
1: I haven't seen it in a long time. So I really can't, can't. I think I, Ryan has, so I, t- I, trust his takes here, but I'm Jim, sure I'd side with Ryan if I rewatched it, but I bet there's some merit to what Eric is saying. No, I, I don't. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with him that there is a gruesome nature to it. And that some of the decisions are nonsensical, but I think the way that this movie is filmed, the way that it's shot. I know Jimbo, you'll go watch it and you'll agree with Eric because you guys, your your brains tend to align a little no, bit. More no, than no, ours no, do. no, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, your preferences <laughs> tend to align a little bit more than ours do, and that's fine. Like I, I'm not I'm, always. I'm I'm good with that. Um, I recently watched it and I thought it was still great. Like uh, I've seen it a hundred times and I would watch it another hundred and still like cool. it. Ryan after I admitted to watching all your climbing docs you're going to throw me like that that's true. <laughs> fair enough fair enough but that's only cuz eric didn't well, say i watched it and didn't like it and then you, you know what? be like yeah i hate it i didn't too. hear i'm so pleased that we ha- got to have that conversation after the so much anticipation i knew one i knew one thing it wasn't <laughs> going to be some mid 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 level fucking soft tier take I, <laughs> I didn't know if it was going to be all the way or all the way the other way, and I just appreciated the whole situation. So Eric, probably a whole review, but I loved love that you finally in the it. in the history of reviews for the movie Saving Private Ryan, I doubt anyone has ever used the adjective pretentious. And irrelevant. oh my god, <laughs> Steven Spielberg, this was him just
0: <laughs> his director dick out, and it was just him trying to make the coolest, most insane thing ever. It was too much. It was way too much, and, and like. It was like Chris Nolan watched this movie and was like, I could make this movie so much better in an hour shorter. And then he did with Dunkirk. It was the same fucking movie, but instead of it was just gut spilling out, it was just the terror was like planes flying over their heads and the ticking of a watch. And it was like a tighter movie. So I think they're very similar. But like the horror in the movie was just different. One of them was, was, you know, Jason Voorhees, and the other one was Jaws.
1: Okay, also a Spielberg movie. So uh, I don't yeah. know. Maybe you yeah. like himself. Watch all. yourself. Maybe you, like Watch yourself. He Maybe you think caught. he's not so pretentious now. <laughs> yeah, he got he. Hey, <laughs> what was it? Uh, congratulations! You played yourself. I did. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> all right, guys. Finally. Yeah. Banger. Speaking speaking of John Williams. That's John Williams, right? God, yeah. he doesn't miss. Is it? It's Hans Zimmer. Oh. Oh, Hans Zimmer, damn. We like Han Zimmer too. This is an ep- this is one of Hans Zimmer's best.
0: Yeah. Alright, guys. We watched Pirates of the Caribbean for our new rewatch, which I'm sure you guys were like, why are they doing that? That shit's old and bad. And I kind of felt the same way, to be honest <laughs> with you. Because we're movie, running I out. Like, I was like, what are we doing? Like, why? I had the best time watching this movie.
1: Well, but we also got, like, one thing to keep <laughs> in consideration is also, like, there's lots of stuff that we could re-watch that we're going to have to pay $3.99 a pop for each, you know, movie on yeah. Prime Video. This is all free. Well, free. But all comes with the Disney Plus subscription, which we all have. Which is so we're good. super nice. And I, I think there's four or five movies, and they're all on there. So, um yeah, this was the first one. Uh, I wish that they would tell you, like, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean 1, The Curse of the Black Pearl, because I didn't even know which one was first. I had to figure that out. But, uh, yeah, 2003's Curse of the Black Pearl. I came into
0: this movie, like, I'd seen it, and I knew I liked it when I was younger. But, I mean, this movie came out when I was 15 or something like that. Like, Mm -hmm. I knew I liked it at that point, but I was like, I don't think the movie's going to be for me at all. And... From the freaking get-go, it was really fun. Everything with Johnny Depp made me remember why everybody loves Johnny Depp or loved Johnny Depp. Right. Like, he was so perfect and funny and just classic in this movie. I thought that the level of, like, how inappropriate the movie was was something, too. Like, Mm -hmm. it was so much more adult than I remembered. Like, I thought it was like a children's movie, but it was not. It was probably more of an adult movie than a children's movie.
1: This was the first movie was that Disney violent. made ever that was like, wait, are this is this even a kid's movie? It was very controversial at the time, you know, because it had sex and drinking and stabbing people in the chest. And, you know, it was more of a PG-13 adult movie. But how about how about Johnny Depp's oh. first entrance as a pirate where the ship is sinking and it times up perfectly and he steps onto the dock? I mean, is that the best character entrance of all time or no? I mean, it's pretty fantastic.
0: Everything with him, like, having to escape and, like, kind of bumbling his way to these escapes is classic. Well, but
1: then at the same time, he's also very cunning because the, the, you know, the quartermaster or whatever the ship or the the dockmaster guy was like, it's three shillings to park your ship. And he, like, turns and looks and it was like, what ship? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then he gives him five and he's like, how about we forget that you ever saw me? You know what I mean? Like, that's a very yep. cunning move. Like, and the guy shut the book, and he was like, off we go, you know? And, and Mr. Smith, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was very fantastic.
0: I loved it. It made me also realize that it was at Kieran Knightley and Orlando Bloom, what happened to them. Um, uh, they, they were, were so the most
1: beautiful. They were so beautiful, and they almost looked so alike that it was weird that they weren't siblings in the movie. <laughs> and then they're the love yeah. interest, because they both, like, had the same look. I mean, they were absolute megastars at this time. And they did a great job. Yeah,
0: I want to know where they went because they were really good in this. They were so fantastic. And, like, I thought that, like, my problem with the Pirates movies is that, like, the mystery or, like, the the supernatural part of the sea and, like, the villains was always so silly. But, like, I don't know. I thought this curse was cool. And, -hmm. like, the curse was just, like, violent and scary enough that I was like I was in as a mm-hmm. 33 year old man, I was like still in on the curse of the black pearl. Yeah. And so I thought this movie was like such a pleasant surprise. It was such a, like I, I obviously loved it when I saw it at first, but I didn't expect to love it at this, this much at this, at this time.
1: So it's obviously like really hard supernatural, but they kind of did the timing well on that, on the reveals of that. Like you can't go like three quarters of a movie And then do like a hard supernatural, everybody's a skeleton turn. They did it like at the 30 minute mark and it was perfect. And then they just kind of ramped up from there and played it up. And I thought like, we haven't even got to like Davy Jones and shit from the next movies. That looks amazing. And I thought the skeletons looked really good in this. Barbosa was great. Um, Yeah. I really loved it. The only thing I'll say is that it's a little bit long. It was like over two hours, something two and a half hours long. It did. It did feel a little too long and a little bit convoluted, which is why I was excited to do this because I've never been able to string together the plot of all five movies because, you know, I see them few and far between and maybe I missed one, whatever. And they're kind of fucking complicated, aren't they? There's like the different pirate groups and the different um, Commodore and this group. And then there's the different dynamics of all the curses. And they mention characters multiple times that you never see like, like uh, Bootstrap Bill, who we get to see, I think, in the future movies, but we don't ever see like Will Turner's dad. But they talk about him and all the history they have with him. My kids were like, and, uh, they, also, they also also act like out, they also act like Will Turner is the least common name in all of the Car- the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Will Turner, well, you must be Will Turner's son, then. Yeah, um, I loved it. Zoe Saldana, like I said, just shows up; she's in everything. That was great. Um, So, yeah, what did you guys think about some of, like, those long set pieces, the action things? I got a little bit tired of some of those, too. Like, all right, we get it. You know, they're fighting here. Now they're fighting there. Now they're fighting on the ship. Now they're fighting under the ship. Like, all right.
0: I thought that, like, the, like, their, it was a combination. Like, I could see how they pitched it. They Mm -hmm. were like, it's. A ride that we have, Pirates of the Caribbean, which is like a famous, famous ride at Disney. And they love to make their rides into movies. And they have, obviously, since then. Mm-hmm. Mixed with Princess Bride. It's kind of how I saw it. Like, okay. it's kind of what the vibe I kind of thought they were going for. And they had these fun set pieces. And it was like a lot of humor in an action movie and love and romance and mystery and like, I thought that's kind of what they were going for with it, and I thought they, they nailed it pretty good. Um, I thought Depp was just absolutely mesmerizing, and I constantly was thinking back to when they asked him where he came up with the character of Captain Jack Sparrow, he said that he was a combination of Keith Richards and Pepe Le Pew.
1: Yeah, I love it. And I just and think that that's too classic.
0: And so he's just so creepy, so funny, so witty. Like you care about him, but he's also this scoundrel. I loved at the end when he told
1: her that it was never going to work out between them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think, and I think that's that's one of the differentiators between this and the Princess Bride. And I I, I love the analogy, but um, Jack Sparrow does a really good job of like kind of walking the fine knife's edge of which side he's trying to play, which you know obviously is is always for himself, but. Depending on who can benefit from whatever information or whatever he has, you know, he'll go ahead and betray whoever he needs to. And it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. And I think I think that was the beauty of, of the story itself um, was like, you're like, oh, OK, well, he's a good guy. And then you're like, oh, shit, he kind of sucks. Like, he's kind of a dickhead. Mm-hmm. And then you're like <laughs> and then in the next, you know, three seasons like, oh, OK, all right yeah yeah and then like and then at the end you're like well fuck that guy what a dick you know like that i think that was a, a really well done job between the writers and Depp to make it seem like he was always on one side or the other and you could never really tell so with the ending of this movie okay i i took a couple notes of where they left it because they clearly were already planning for more movies they left the the bill turner reveal so we never got to meet the dad um, they left the secret of the broken compass, which was kind of cool. Like, why does why does Sparrow have a compass that doesn't work, that he, like, keeps very close to him? We didn't find out in this movie. We get to find out later. But they did resolve, you know, the, this curse. Uh, Barbosa died, but I feel like somehow he's going to be in the next movies, right? I think so, I so I can't remember. But Sparrow got the black pearl. Um, you know, Will and Elizabeth Swan are back together or are officially together at the end. So it was... It was a very satisfying ending, but makes you ready for the next one, which I don't even know the name of the next one, but Dead Men Tell No Tales or something, maybe? Or is that a future one? No, that's I a future know.
0: one. There's a lot of them.
1: There's I'm, a a lot of them. Where
0: we're I'm a little worried where we're headed after this. And I this hope next one's going to be
1: awesome, name. though. Is it? Yes, 2 and 3 are really fucking good, I think, and then 4 and 5 are diminishing no, I think returns. I bad. Three's at World's End. That's not very good, but two's good. Okay, well, we'll see.
0: I enjoyed I went to this the midnight. We... I
1: know I went to the midnight showing of At World's End and almost fell asleep multiple times. Oh well, it's kind of late. Um, what's uh what's your rotten tomato scores then? Um, okay, so I'll go first. Uh, I'm gonna go this I really enjoyed it. Like we've said, it was a little bit long. Um, I thought that being the initial foray into this movie, it was fantastic. I'm gonna go eighty nine. Mm, Okay. Mine is 92. 92. Loved it.
0: I was going to say 92 as
1: well. um, So I'm going to go with that. Uh, My
0: only worry is Rotten Tomatoes, with every single one, the critics think they get worse.
1: Yep. Okay.
0: This one was an 80 from the critics, and they go all the way down to a 30. And um, the audience would rank them first, second, tied for second, last, second to last. Okay. So there's like a uh, –
1: Yeah, nose nosedive.
0: A nosedive. But we'll watch as many of them as we can.
1: Yeah, for sure. We don't have to finish, but I, I plan to.
0: All right. Well, guys, that's it. That's all the time we have this week on the Nordies Podcast. Check out our sportscast. We'll come out later this week. Until then, thanks for hanging out with your good friends here. At